We have a lot to cover this morning. Week three is one of the most difficult weeks to get through everything. Um, we, we cover our church mission statement. And then uh, because of my slowness in week one, we have uh, really a page or so to cover from that week. So we're going to start off in your, uh, in your member orientation workbook on page four. If you don't have one of these, uh, I think the guys probably, uh, we've got some in the back here. Raise your hand. Let Jeremy know. He'll come around and Make sure you've got that. And uh, just really quickly, again, if you weren't here for announcements this morning, to uh, highlight a couple of things. New Discovering God series beginning on uh, February 5th. So we've got one more week of this member orientation, and then we'll have the uh, New Discovering God series that you see up on the screens there. So uh, grab, use the invitation in your uh, in your program. Grab some extras if you'd like to invite anybody. This will actually be referencing this during the lesson. And then uh, two other items, the Night at the Range events for men and women listed there February 10th and 24th, and both of those require registration. You can register on the church website. Just click on the banner for the event you want to register for. Form will come up. It's very simple. Register online there. If you're not an online person, um, we will be able to help you register in the Resource Center, which is just across the hallway there out the back doors. And uh, family bowling, same thing, registration form on the website. Register in advance. That'll make it very simple when you get to uh, the bowling event. Won't have to do anything other than just check in when you get there. And uh, details are there. $7 per person, maximum 28 per family. And, uh, you know, I'll mention one thing <clears throat> on the registration form for family bowling. There are two places where we ask you how many. The first one is how many because we need to know how much to charge. So if you have a, a one person or two, it's going to be 7 or $14. But we're only charging a maximum of 28 so 4 is the most you could put there. Below that, we ask for how many again, and that's how many people will actually be bowling. That's so we can give the bowling alley an accurate count. So just be aware of that when you go to fill out the form. All right, so page 4 of our member orientation workbook and uh, we're going to uh, just pick up really, really where we left off two weeks ago. Last week, we had Wayne in and Billy going over our uh, finance and security sections. And uh, we left off in week one at the outreach section. We said that, <clears throat> excuse me, we said that at CBC, as we're getting to know CBC in this uh, curriculum, that leadership is very important here at CBC. And then the next section on page four, we were pointing out that outreach is important here at CBC. It's one of the things that attracted uh, Julie and myself to CBC when we first met Pastor Brown and heard about the church plant happening here. Um, we were very excited to uh, to ourselves be challenged with what the the Bible clearly presents as our mission, and that is to be reaching out into the place of the world where God has put us to be spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, it was it was uh, very refreshing to hear Pastor Brown's uh, intentional approach to outreach as a part of this new church he was planting way back then. And uh, so different elements of that, that that really stood out to us as he began to lay out the strategy for CBC. One is, is an outward focus. And you'll notice that in a number of areas here at CBC. Um, You'll notice that uh, in simple things like when pastor preaches, uh, minimizing the amount of, of Christianese, if you will, uh, jargon words that somebody may not understand, <clears throat> excuse me, 
if they're a new believer, or particularly in our second hour, uh, when he's teaching our Discovering God, uh, Discovering God course, that's really designed for outreach, that second hour, and we'll, we'll talk about more, more about that later, uh, reducing the amount of terms that he uses that people might not know, and then if he, if he needs to introduce a term that might be unfamiliar to somebody who is not usually in church, explaining what he means by that. Um, so uh, we've, we've taken an intentional approach here at CBC to, <clears throat> to be aware that our mission is to reach out beyond just our group here. And uh, it's, it's wonderful to have a place where we can come and have fellowship and have brothers and sisters where we spur one another on to growth. And that's part of our mission and our purpose here. Um, but always recognizing that uh, we need to have an outward focus, uh, that we can't be carrying out our mission if we're not. And so you see toward the end of that paragraph there that we are committed to maintaining an outward focus in small things even like uh, like allowing our worship service, which Pastor pointed out this morning, is designed for believers. And we do that because we know that an unbeliever cannot worship. Uh, someone must come to the, to the Lord and uh, repent and turn to him for salvation before they're able to worship. So our worship service is designed for believers, but we want it to be, you see the term there, we use guest intelligible. So we try to explain what we're doing and why we're doing it. And uh, that's something that as we, we, you know, we're in year number 16 now, uh, we have to constantly be reminding ourselves because we're used to the way we do things and what we do every week. So uh, explaining to people what we're doing and why we're doing it on a regular basis helps us to be what we call guest sensitive. And I want to make a distinction here uh, as well. You may uh, hear, and it was very popular when I was going through seminary and a younger man to hear people talking about uh, the ways to do outreach in terms of marketing and uh, really kind of taking a one-for-one approach to ministry uh, as you would to marketing your business. And uh, we've, and I'm, I'm very thankful that pastors had the wisdom to take uh, a different approach than that uh, while being outward focused, not taking just a, a marketing approach, which would say, well, what will make people want this? And then being willing to even change the message uh, that does not change that we preach here uh, to be able to reach people or uh, getting rid of elements that are that are a necessary part of church life and worship uh, in order to make it more um, what the term would be used seeker sensitive so while we we would shy away from an approach that some might call seeker sensitive we, we believe that there's no such thing as a seeker Romans chapter 3 tells us that uh, we have all gone astray, that none of us are seekers, that God is the seeker, and he seeks us. And uh, so we, we don't try to be seeker-sensitive, but we do want to be guest. Uh, we want to be guest-sensitive. We want to be guest-aware that the Lord is, in his good timing and his plan, bringing folks to us who need to hear the good news and need him as Savior. And so we want to be uh, recognize that and uh, be ready for it, and uh, and strategically using those opportunities, making the most, as the scripture says, of each opportunity. So an outward focus lead, leads me to discovering God, and uh, this is our second hour. We're using that hour right now for our newcomer orientation and member orientation, but you see the uh, example up there of our next uh, series that we have coming up. This is a time built into the weekly schedule here at CBC designed to allow us to reach out you know, a lot of people or churches who uh, would take that first approach that I mentioned of being seeker-sensitive might modify their Sunday morning worship service 
um, by adding more things that would be uh, entertaining to people. So perhaps not that there's anything wrong with drama in itself, but incorporating a lot of drama, uh, making the music more like a concert. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not referring to any particular style per se, just making the focus more entertainment consumer uh, like experience for people who come. So rather than uh, focusing on engaging people to worship because we have one person in the audience during our worship service, and that is God, we worship for an audience of one. Uh, taking a, an approach that would be more consumer-based, people trying to uh, make it easy for people to come and sit and consume, kind of like you would if you went and took in a show or a performance of any kind or go to a movie. And uh, so uh, our Discovering God, what that allows us to do is we make that couple things. We make it our second hour. Um, one of the things Pastor talked about with the strategy behind Discovering God Hour is that folks, even unchurched folks who would consider coming to visit church, often think of the normal time to go visit church on a Sunday. And so uh, we've, we've seen it as a, uh, a good strategy to keep our time where we're, we're welcoming guests in on a Sunday. But a lot of times, like I said, we, a church a worship service might get modified in order to do that. And instead of doing that, because like I said earlier, unbelievers cannot worship, that's a service designed for us who are believers to come together and worship, um, we design the second hour. So we who are uh, committed to come and worship get up a little earlier. A lot of times when I was growing up, and most churches probably similar to ours, uh, the tradition is to have a Sunday school hour first and then to have a worship service second. We flip-flopped that to make it a little easier for folks who uh, aren't used to coming to church, the people we're trying to reach with a series like this uh, to come. They come at a later time, and we have a, a time that has multiple purposes to it, Cafe Community, which I'll talk about a little bit later. We have that time built in at the beginning of it so people can come, and it's kind of a buffer for somebody who's coming as a guest. So they come to CBC, they get here around 11, uh, which is, you see the time we advertise there is 11 a.m. We, we actually start the class at 11.15. That gives folks who are new, aren't used to our routine, time to get here. They walk into a uh, time when... Uh, they're not disrupting a class already in progress. It's, like I said, it's guest-sensitive. We're considering what might make it simpler, easier for somebody who's new around here to come and uh, easily come in and participate on the thing that we have set, you know, set apart, designed for them. And so Discovering God is second hour. It's later in the morning. It is something that we don't have singing at, so we don't need to try to tailor our worship uh, a component of our worship to the appetites of somebody who's not a believer, who doesn't worship God. And we do a second hour. It's a classroom format, and we use themes that would appeal to, it, they benefit us as believers in our discipleship, but would have uh, more of a natural appeal to somebody who maybe is beginning to recognize God's grace is, is working in their life, and they're beginning to recognize they have need. And God's opening their eyes to that, and things like parenting, or marriage, uh, issues in marriage, or things like dealing with anger would have a universal appeal. We as humans uh, all recognize that we need help in these areas, and so we do that. And, and every, uh, every several months, usually three times a year, we'll have key series like this that we advertise. We advertise them on our Facebook, on our website. We give you invitations, and uh, we do that as a, as a strategy 
to carry out this principle or this this priority we have of outreach. Uh, events, same thing. You see events listed there. We try to have, uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but we try to have a couple uh, key events that are that are uh, well-suited for outreach, inviting a guest. They're informal. They give opportunity for ample time to just informally talk with each other, introduce anybody who might be a guest to other members of CBC, and we schedule those intentionally right after these series. So somebody comes to the series, we are mentioning what's coming up in the life of the church while they're here for that series. Sometimes we'll even put a list of upcoming events that includes those on the back of the workbook for the series, and that's all strategic because we're outwardly focused. And then we have uh, these events then that you can invite your guests to who's come to a series with you. Uh, page five, the daycare, and you see there a statement of our, our mission with the daycare. This is a, a, a rather a new element to our outreach, and it is it is a way that uh, we as a church can have a ministry to our uh, surrounding community. Uh, in that we're helping folks who uh, need something that many, many people need, and that is child care while they uh, are at work all day. And uh, this is something that I think uh, believers and unbelievers alike uh, find appealing, that they can take their children to a place where they, they feel comfortable that they'll be safe. It's run by a church. Uh, they know they'll be taught uh, good principles. And so somebody who maybe even hasn't prioritized God's word and um, a wor- maybe even don't hold a worldview that would say God is the author of our lives and we go to him for how to live it. Perhaps they haven't uh, arrived at that point, but they recognize that there's something here that will benefit their child, and so they enroll them in our daycare. And uh, so we, we strive to, to, uh, to uh, provide a safe environment for young children and uh, one that can be a comfort to their parents, and they know they'll be learning uh, good principles, and uh, and that that will be exemplary as a daycare. Uh, next thing that you see listed there are invitations. I mentioned that, the Discovering God series. Sometimes if we have events like the men's and women's shooting event, you get a, uh, an insert in your program. You can pick up inserts at the Welcome Center to share with people. So that's all a part of our outward focus. We're, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for you all to be having redemptive relationships that are producing uh, opportunities to share the good news and to introduce the people that you're witnessing to, to your church family, to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, A lot of times, somebody who may not be a part of a church may have an opinion, um, not based on experience, just an opinion of what church people are like. And these all are designed to help you uh, dispel maybe some wrong opinions of what it might be like to come to church and who they'll meet when they come there. Uh, the next item, business cards. Uh, you may not be aware of this. Some of you are experts at this. So some of you are very aware of this. Uh, we make available to members personalized business cards so that if you would like to, when you're moms, when you're out at the park with your kids, or uh, men, when you're at lunch, or um, when you're men and women, when you're at work uh, functions, if you'd like to um, invite people to CBC or any of our functions or just share the church website, you can have personalized business cards. A lot of the things that we make available to invite people to, we give you a way to uh, send a link to the website or put it on Facebook. And I know many of you share things that way. I see on the things that we post about events, lots of sharing and and, uh, reposting of those things. But sometimes 
just a piece of paper is what you prefer. And if that's the case, uh, you can actually order business cards. We've got a picture. I don't think you can see it up there probably very well. But uh, on our website, the uh, yeah, a great big arrow there, uh, we've got a couple of different, those are a lot of forms that you can use, those forms that you get links for and so forth to sign up for things. You'll notice two there. Uh, business card order form, and then at the very bottom, you can just see the title, the giving envelope order form. Those are forms that you can use to order things like these customized business cards. We do the business cards a pack of 52, so you have one a week. And uh, if those are something you give out regularly, and I know some of you are, are uh, avid um, distributors of our CBC business cards. And uh, you click the link, you go to a very simple form like this. If you're already logged in, it actually fills in your details and then you just hit the submit button. If you're not logged in, you would click on that link. And uh, actually, if you go back, John, when you're logged in, I don't know if you can see at the top there, it's got welcome, recent activity, messages, and forms. If you click on forms, uh, you'll get this list of all of our public forms. Um, sometimes if you've ever logged, tried to log into our my CBC section, and you can't uh, remember your password, you'll get pushed to another screen. I don't have a shot of it up here, but it's a screen with kind of a green border at the top, and it asks your password again. Uh, if you actually just hit the submit button on the login, you'll get to that screen, and you can then get to all of our forms that are public without even logging in. So maybe you don't know your login, but you'd like to request business cards when you go home today. You can do that. You would uh, just click on, again, it has tabs across the top. One of them are forms. You click on that and you can, and we'll, if you, if you aren't familiar with the, uh, MyCBC, don't worry about it. Next week we're actually going to put it on the screen. We'll show you how to do some of these things step by step. So invitations, business cards, and then missions. And we had last week, excuse me, we had one of, uh, we had a missionary in, uh, to hear about, uh, what they were doing, the, uh, Herb Hunter and his family. And uh, we have here listed for you missionaries that we currently support. Herb's not on that list now, but we want to hear about what they have going on. So that if uh, there comes a time in the future where we're able to take them on, you've met them, you've heard from them, and uh, you have some background with which to decide if, if uh, we'd be able to take them on for support. But you see here listed uh, the missionaries we currently support. And our missions budget is roughly about 7%, a little over 7% of our total church budget. And again, that's because uh, outreach is a priority for us here at CBC. Uh, something you may wonder as you're looking at this list, uh, RAN stands for Restricted Access Nation. So those are missionaries that we don't publish uh, where they're serving for their own protection. It could compromise their ability to stay there or their safety if we did publish. And uh, all of these missionaries have cards available out on our welcome center there. If you want to know uh, how to pray for them or just to be able to remember who they are, you can pick up a card there. And then often they'll have a place on the card where you can uh, subscribe to get their newsletter. Just about all of these missionaries send out a monthly newsletter. And if you'd like to keep up with what's going on with them, you can get uh, put on their mailing list and uh, be able to pray knowledgeably and uh, know what's going on with our missionaries. So the priority of leadership, the priority of outreach. And then last week, we had the privilege of hearing about financial philosophy from Billy and then uh, from safety and security from Wayne. We're going to skip past those to page 10. And I just quickly want to mention, before we go into our mission statement and look at how we've attempted to actually put into practice our mission statement, just some uh, some categories 
of ministry that we uh, that we call out, that we focus on here at CBC. And you'll hear these. I'm not going to take much time because these things are mentioned again as we go through. They fit into other categories. But the thing that I want to point out on page 10 here is that uh, we we hold uh, two principles uh, as as important here at CBC that I think sometimes can be viewed as competing. And one is that uh, we don't think that it's a good practice for us to create subcultures in the church. We are the church. Um, our youth group, for example, we, we try to make it so that our youth group doesn't develop as kind of a, a mini church inside of the church. Uh, several times a year on our youth group calendar, we actually have events that are all church events, like the family bowling. We advertise that to our teenagers as a teen event because it's an all-church event, and they're a part of the church. We want them to know and remember that they're a part of the church and that we are all CBC. We have joined together. We've covenanted together here as a local body of believers to be carrying out the mission God's given us and uh, helping each other grow in the Lord. And so while that is the case, we don't want to develop subcultures, the college and career, the uh, youth group, the seniors, or any other groups uh, while we don't want those to become little churches in and of themselves, we recognize the value of helping people grow and and targeting their discipleship for the uh, category of life they fit into and the unique circumstances each of us face as we go through different different uh, categories or, or eras of our life. And so because of that, you'll see that we have, uh, we have Tracy Carrico who leads our women's ministry and we focus on things that would be helpful and relevant to the women of CBC. And uh, that's a, a ministry that uh, is growing and we, uh, we have certain things in place that we're already doing and, and I know there are good things in, in the plans as well for the uh, coming months and this year with our women's ministry. But that's designed to help you as women at CBC be growing in the Lord and uh, be carrying out the mission God's given us here as the women of CBC. And same for the men. And uh, we'll, like I said, we'll talk more about these uh, as we go through the mission section, mission statement section. But just like we uh, have targeted ministries for men and women, we have targeted ministries for children. That encompasses a whole host of ministries from our uh, regular children's church that meets while we're in here having our worship service to our Children's Discovering God Hour that's going on right now and, and age-graded classes that are broken up to focus on age groups as well as special needs. And then uh, youth ministry, very similar. We've got uh, the... the uh, junior high group and the senior high group and uh, designed to help teenage disciples be growing in the Lord and uh, learning what his word says and how to live it out. And then our college and young adult group that we call Crossroads. And there, there are details uh, listed there about each group uh, that I won't go through. But just to call to your attention that we recognize the importance and the need to have these targeted ministries uh, as we go about then our larger mission as a church unified together. And uh, I didn't list here, but we also have a group for our seniors called Friends that doesn't normally meet as a class, but uh, still meets together for fellowship on a regular basis. Um, So let's take a look at page 11 then and dig into uh, what we'd like to spend the remaining 20 minutes on. That is the mission of CBC. And uh, you've heard it hopefully enough that it, it uh, comes to memory right away when I say the mission of CBC. I try to uh, 
hammer away at this on a regular basis with our teenagers. So by the time they join as an adult member, they're clear on what our mission is at CBC. Our mission, as you see listed there at CBC, is to help people learn about God, to love him and others, and to live for his purpose. So those three L's, if you can just remember those three L's, those are the keys. To learn, to love, and to live. Those three words sum up our mission here at CBC. Learning about God, and as we do that then, that equips us to love him and others and to be living for his purpose. And uh, what we've listed below then as I walk through these categories of, of how we carry out these aspects of our mission are not exhaustive. So there are other things that we can and should be doing, things that we as individual believers should be doing to carry out these aspects of the mission here at CBC. But what I want to call out for you are the deliberate um, building blocks we've placed into our calendar and structure here at CBC uh, for two things, that you understand uh, that we do take an intentional approach here, and then you understand how each of these elements are intended to be used. Uh, I'll give you one example before we... I don't, that chart is looked like it was really easy to read when I was putting it together on my computer, but I, I can see now I should have handed out opera glasses with it. Um, but I'll explain what it is as we go through. But just before I jump into that... Um, one example of why this matters. So have you, have you attended a community group before? If you've attended a community group before, you're familiar with the format. We'll talk about it in just a second. But it is not a Sunday night service. And I grew up going to church on a Sunday morning, Sunday school worship service, and then in the evening we would go to a Sunday evening service. And it was structured very similar to the Sunday morning service, less formal. Sometimes other purposes would be worked in. Uh, when we started CBC, I had the question often posed to me about, um, you know, won't it be nice when we have a, a permanent place of our own, a building, and then we can have an evening service? And I would always smile, and I would quickly explain that, the uh, fact that we met in homes on Sunday evenings was not because we didn't have a place to meet otherwise. It was actually by design, and we'll talk about what that design is in a moment, but it would be easy to misunderstand coming to CBC and uh, maybe be confused when you go to a, a Sunday evening community group and find that it's not like the Sunday evening practices you may have experienced at a previous church. It might be uh, easy to misunderstand what we're doing there and, and why we're doing it if you don't understand the point of it. And so that's, that's what we want to go through. We've, we've uh, had enough people ask about that uh, and things like that, all kinds of things like that that we'll t- discuss this morning that uh, we want everybody to understand and be on the same page of why we do what we do in the intentional approach. So first, the first part of our mission, learning about God. Um, part of the mission here at CBC is to help you a believer, a disciple of Christ, to learn about God, and even even unbelievers to learn about God. So we've established a learning path, and that's what you see up here on the screen is the spiritual growth process uh, that we put in place here at CBC. And uh, it's just our attempt. It's not inspired by any means, but it's our attempt to systematize the process of somebody becoming a new believer and then being discipled to grow to be more like Christ into the point of being a mature believer. And so you'll see there listed uh, at the very top, baptism or membership. That's the beginning of the process of discipleship here at CBC. So whatever method you hear the gospel, personal evangelism through another person, through a member here at CBC, uh, through one of the things that from time to time we'll use, like Discovering God class, uh, from time to time we'll have a focused community group that's designed for outreach. However it is that you learn the gospel and believe uh, and come to CBC then, 
Uh, baptism, church membership is the beginning of your discipleship here at CBC. And we have a new members orientation. You're sitting in a, a variation of that right now. We have another uh, tool that we use called Growth Partners and then so on. Uh, but the, the Learn About God component is that next section that you see highlighted in yellow. That's our community institute. That's one of the key ways here at CBC that we uh, help our members to learn about God. Now, we've got all kinds of good teaching happening on Sunday in our worship service, our second hour discovering God as well. Uh, those are all important. But I want to highlight that our community institute in the middle of the week on Wednesday evenings is designed to take you from the point of being a new believer. That's why we start with a course called Foundations. And then to take you through the basics, to move you toward maturity. And so we then have, if you were to take them in the order that we've intended them, you can take them out of order. depends on what's being offered on the semester. But uh, the the uh, ideal sequence that we've laid out here is foundations would be the first course you take. And then how to get the most out of your Bible is the next course so that you're learning to study God's word on your own. If the only time you can be learning God's word is when you're sitting in here and one of us, you know, one of the teachers is up in front of the class teaching, then uh, you're not going to be learning enough because uh, we all need to be in God's word on a regular basis on our own. So this class helps us to understand how to go about doing that. Master plan for life, which is really kind of a systematic theology to take you then through the Bible and identify key themes and how the various doctrines taught in the Bible fit together. And then a variety of electives uh, after that. So we'll have uh, different instructors in from time to time or instructors from our own con- congregation that will cover a particular book of the Bible in depth or a particular topic that deals with Christian discipleship or, or sanctification or maturity. Uh, and then right now, actually, on Wednesday nights, we have classes designed specifically for men and women, and this will be a pattern for us every year in our second semester of having courses that are designed to disciple men and women and focus on issues that they face in their growth in Christ. So, um, learning about God. We've got Community Institute. I mentioned Growth Partners there. Growth Partners is a program that you can take part in that pairs you up with another believer. So the goal is to try to partner a mature believer with a uh, less mature believer, and together they would read through the curriculum and read the the scriptures referenced there uh, on a weekly basis and then get together to discuss what they're learning. And it's really an opportunity to, on a very personal level, grow and to have a partner uh, that will help you be accountable in your growth and your progress and learning what God's word says and how to apply it. So learning about God, like I said, there there are lots of components that go into that, uh, including personal Bible study, including uh, what we do here on Sunday mornings. But those are two key elements that we've tried to ensure are a part of our weekly routine of our schedule and calendar here at CBC to help you be learning about God. So before we go to page 12, then the question is, do you participate in uh, those items that we've made available? And I encourage you, if, you, if you're not a regular attender at uh, CBC's Community, Community Institute on Wednesdays, if your schedule permits it to uh, take part in that, it is, a, it is a great asset, a tool for your spiritual growth, but it only helps if, you're able to, if, you're, if you go to it. And if your schedule does not allow uh, you to go to that, um, you know, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But I know with, with my schedule, a lot of times I'm able to move priorities around. My week is very busy, as I'm sure yours is. Um, things that are a priority to us, we, we fit in. When I, when I worked for uh, um, Franklin Covey years ago, they gave this illustration of life's big rocks. 
they had a big bucket uh, here with with rocks in it, and then they had another bucket that was empty. And they said, "This bucket is your is your life. It's your time." And uh, they had a bunch of little pebbles, and they had these big rocks. And the little pebbles were things like uh, a phone call, a miscellaneous phone call, a TV show, any number of things that would be kind of the less important things in life. And then the big rocks were things like time with my children, um, uh, service to my community, worshiping God, uh, big the big important things, whatever it is uh, that's important. And uh, they would have... They would have the person pour in the little rocks and then try to fit the big rocks in, and invariably they would run out of space. And the illustration was put the big rocks in first. They'd dump the little rocks out, put the big rocks in first, and then fill in the missing spaces or the empty spaces with pebbles. And even though they would run out of space at the end, one, they could fit more in because those little pebbles kind of make their way in and fit into the empty spots. But two, if they weren't able to finish, if you left out some little pebbles, well, they're just little pebbles. And so I just I say that to say uh, sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes your work schedule demands or other obligations demand and you can't make it. But here at CBC, we prioritize your spiritual growth and we've, and we've really worked to make sure that things are available to promote that. And so I just encourage you to do what you can to avail yourself of those things, including Community Institute. All right, page 12, loving God. And uh, there are a number of ways that we can actually practice loving God in our lives. But one key way that we've designed to do this is the way that the New Testament prescribes, that we would come together every week on the first day of the week, commemorating the day that the Lord rose from the, from the dead, to worship God together. So we come together and we participate in a number of activities that are corporate worship. There are our, our worship combined together, assembled together as God's people. And so we give, we fellowship, we pray, we sing, we listen to God's word being delivered from our pastor. And together, this is how every week we come together to show our love to God. And uh, the next component of our mission statement is love others. So we're striving to help people, to help you learn about God so that you can love him, and then secondly, so that you can love others. And I'm really going to spend the rest of the time on this this morning. The next 10 minutes, do the impossible to get through uh, as much of the material as I can to leave enough time for uh, some practical demonstration next week, but we, we may need to carry over. So loving others, um, community groups is one thing that we built into our calendar every week to help us love others. I mentioned earlier that community group is not a substitute for a Sunday evening service. It's not designed to be primarily a teaching time. And you know, if you've been around CBC for any length of time, that teaching the truth, that truth is a high priority for us here. So none of what I say here is intended to minimize the value of truth and the priority of truth. All of this presupposes that we started off with the learn about God part. But when it comes to loving others, we have designed in our schedule every week to have a time where you can come together and on the scale that is realistic, build deep relationships. Uh, Learning about the people uh, with which you're meeting, learning about what's going on in their lives, praying for each other. Community groups provide, as you see the first paragraph there, the context for us to be, be obedient to the command that Jesus gave to his disciples in John 13. And we've got it listed there. Jesus said, I give you a new command. Love one another as I have loved you. That's how you should love one another. 
And this is how all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So Jesus commanded us to have that kind of a relationship with one another. And if we just walk in on a Sunday morning and talk for five minutes before we sit down to worship together, and then we uh, say a couple more words maybe during cafe community or on our way out, if that's it, uh, then we're not really able to form the kind of relationships that allow us to carry out this principle. Uh, it's been said, pastors said more times than I could recall, that we are educated far beyond the level of our obedience as believers. And so we, we don't have our Sunday evening community groups designed as a time for additional teaching, but rather we focus on something we've already been taught and how is it that we're living this out? So, so we're loving one another, one, by having time to spend together to grow in relationship. And we focus that relationship growing around how, how are we living out what God's been teaching us through his word. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, I think you've got up on the screen there for you, says, To not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. This is what we're trying to carry out in um, the verse just before this. Let's look at verse 24. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another on to love and good deeds. So this is what we're talking about. We're talking about how can we be growing closer together and encouraging one another in this area of having loving relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we need to consider that. And one of the key components of that is not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. So we've, we've built community groups to allow us to have time to be the family of God and to gather around his word and what he's teaching us and talk about, yeah, that thing we learned last week, that pastor, when pastor said this, I really struggled in this way doing that this past week. And so we have just a few questions, a handful of questions that are designed to promote conversation like that conversation that would help us uh, expose the struggles we're having and, and really being obedient to what we've learned and to share the um, the ways in which God has helped us to be putting into practice what we're learning. And the format there, if you've never been to, is listed. Uh, we spend the f- three segments of 30 minutes. The first segment is really very informal fellowship time. Uh, we have some light snacks that uh, each person brings a, a portion of to contribute. And we just enjoy catching up with each other. And then we come together at uh, the second 30-minute segment, 6.30 to 7, and focus on those discussion questions. And then the last 30 minutes or so, uh, sharing how we can be praying for one another and then really praying for each other. And uh, this is the key time of the week that we have planned into our schedule here at Community where we can pray together. Uh, we don't have a separate prayer meeting. Uh, this, is, this is the time where we share uh, with one another, how to, how we can be prayed for and where we actually accomplish that and pray for one another. Look on page 13. Why do we do this? The community group encourages, as I said earlier, loving relationships. We've got that informal refreshment time. We discuss biblical truth and we pray for one another. So this community, this community group time encourages loving relationships. It is one of the key ways you can get to know your brothers and sisters and uh, they can get to know you uh, in a way that they can have a relationship in your life that provides comfort and encouragement, as well as accountability. You know, we're told in Scripture that we should be um, calling each other to repent when we notice we're going astray. 
if you consider us kind of like a, a flock, you know, the Lord is our shepherd. We've got pastor as his under shepherd here, and he's leading us to maturity in Christ. And sometimes some of us wander out. We, we wander astray. And when we have these kind of relationships, these knowledgeable, uh, loving relationships where we're growing close to our brothers and sisters, it creates it creates the environment in which it's natural for us to call each other back when we see one of one or the other wandering astray. You know, sometimes we read these these admonitions in Scripture to call each other to repentance, and we think, "Man, I I can't imagine doing that. It just seems so judgmental." Or, "Who am I to say I'm a sinner too?" And all that's true. Um, but the reason that it seems unnatural for us to do that oftentimes is because we don't have the context of the loving relationship that we're talking about here to do that. So that's one of the goals of community group. They also, you see the second main bullet there on top of page 13, they provide a venue for one another ministry. All these commands were given in the New Testament to uh, love one another and encourage one another and uh, all of the one another commands this is a con- this provides context to be carrying out that kind of one another ministry. And then thirdly, uh, community groups provide diversity uh, of age groups, opportunity to intermingle with people who are not in your targeted ministry that I talked about earlier. You know, the Bible talks about um, the older men and the older women teaching the younger men and the younger women. And uh, that's one of the reasons we don't do a youth group community group or just a college student community group. Community groups are purposely, intentionally set up so that you are with people who are not going through the exact same thing in life that you are. So those of you who are younger, uh, I used to say those of us who are younger, those of you who are younger can be learning from those in your group who are older. And those of you who have walked with the Lord longer can share the wisdom of experience and exposure to his word with uh, those who you're leading the way for. So community groups is one of the key ways that we've designed into the life of CBC to be the family of God, like our slogan says. We say the, the family of God built on the word of God to the glory of God. Community groups is a key component of that. Um, and then, not to ignore, I don't have it written here, but cafe community. That is also a time to uh, engage in fellowship. So if you uh, are inclined to, um, you know, I know not everybody's an extrovert. If you are inclined to hide during cafe community group or just go to people that you know very well and not meet new people, I encourage you to take advantage of that time and uh, get to know folks that you don't know and uh, talk more, talk about more than just the weather and sports. Ask them how they're doing and find out what's going on with them, how you can pray for them. So loving God, or I'm sorry, learning about God, loving him and others, and then living for his purpose and this will lead us in. We'll, we'll have to uh, finish up uh, here. I'll get us started with it. But this will lead naturally into our community service overview that we want to have next week. Um, living for his purpose, it really is a privilege. I'll end with this illustration. Um, when, I was, when I was a young man, still very, uh, very, find very interesting the whole Star Wars and if you've ever talked to me, you've picked up on. I probably look. I'm probably wearing a Star Wars T-shirt underneath underneath this uh, sweater right now. Uh, but I always thought it was so cool as a kid. This little this little guy from nowhere, uh, Luke Skywalker, uh, discovering he was a central figure in this giant epic that was going on in the galaxy, and it just it was just so inspiring to me. And I remember as a young man in tenth grade. Uh, after having been exposed to the gospel for a while uh, through a church that I had been going to and then a Christian school that I had gotten enrolled in. 
in recognizing the gospel's claim and relevance on my life, that I uh, was a sinner, that God was calling to repentance. And, and it was kind of like what, what David said. Who am I that you would pay attention to me, O Lord? And as I began to understand the gospel more and what we're going to talk about in, in the next lesson, that God has designed each of us for service, that he has a component of the mission specifically in mind for you and he's gifted you and prepared you for it, that when I realized that, I realized this whole this Luke Skywalker thing, as cool as I thought it was, that is nothing compared to what God has done in your life and in my life, that God has, from eternity past, had a plan so that he could say, have the New Testament authors write things like that it is God that works in you to will and to do his good pleasure, or that we were saved, Ephesians, by grace, that God has prepared in advance works for us to do. We are his workmanship. He saves us. It's his work that saves us because he has work for us to do. That he, he saves us not just to change our eternal destination, but he saves us because he has something to do with us right now. He has work that he wants us to do. And uh, this, this is my favorite part of this series. And we're going to take, uh, we're going to take the rest of next week to go through specifically, um, what the Bible says about how God has designed you uniquely for service. And then I'm going to give you some very practical ways at the end of class to make sure that you're able to plug in here and use those gifts and abilities that God's given you to carry out the mission he's given us together. All right, let's have a quick word of prayer to close. Lord, thank you so much that you have, uh, in your grace, condescended to rescue us from our rebellion against you, that you have, uh, at the cost of the precious blood of Jesus, uh, provided a way for us to be rescued from our own rebellion and the results of our sin. And we thank you, Lord, that uh, not only do you rescue us from those consequences, but you you reestablish us uh, as having a purpose in your plan, your overall plan of what you're doing. And I pray, Lord, that as we look at this together next week, that uh, you would help us to gain an appreciation for what a privilege it is to serve you and that you would cause us to uh, to be able to think strategically about how we do that and that we would uh, we would leave this member orientation course these four weeks with a, a renewed sense of urgency and mission together to accomplish the work you've given us to do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.